Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries, brought to you by PCN Radio. Tonight is Jay and Willie Fonzarelli. We're just going to get right into it because there's a lot happening. And primarily, Captain America Civil War came out. (laughs) T'Challa, man. Golly, dude. Black Black Panther, bro, is... See, I'm I'm not that big of a I'm a I'm a superhero movie junkie. I don't really go back to the comic books. So when I heard about Black Panther, I had to go look back and read his story. Yeah, he's he's, Bro, he's he, important. He, to me. He's, he's him and Ant Man kind of stole the movie for me. Yeah, yeah, he's important because like I've been knowing for a long time. Like I like when I was watching Age Ultron and uh, they went to Wakanda because uh, Ultron needed vibranium. Right. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, man, ain't Wakanda? That's that's Black Panther territory. And like. When it's all said and done, you people just have to accept the fact that you have no Iron Man without vibranium. You have no shield without vibranium. You have no Winter Soldier arm without vibranium. Don't you technically Vi- don't have Wolverine? He's adamantium. Oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. That's and that's the that's the biggest difference. But vibranium is stronger than adamantium. Okay, it's just that what makes what makes a Wolverine so powerful is the fact that his, his healing factor, just like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just crazy. I like the fact that people always said for a long time DC was kind of racist. But <laughs> at the same time, because when you really look at it, they don't really have a lot of black superheroes, but their black superheroes are badass. Cyborg is the truth. Yeah. Cyborg can get into every single computer yeah. in the world. He's hooked to every single one of them. And um, Perry, the, uh, the, the, the uh, chief editor of Daily, the Daily Planet, he's a black guy. But... Any other than that, there's a lot of significant black characters, and I'm gonna say all the time, if it wasn't for the Blade trilogy, Marvel, the MCU, MCU would be irrelevant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So with Blade setting the tone, a black superhero setting the tone, I mean it is what it is. Marvel just has their DNA. Stan Lee, and uh, I forgot the other dude's name, but Stan Lee pretty much he's just. He's a liberal, so since the big, since the fifties and sixties, he's always been open to black people. He's always been he's like freaking um, Bernie Sanders. He's he's cool with the <laughs> thought of a black person being in control. That's why it's a Black Panther. And when it all comes down to it, the whole MCU, which is the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, for people that don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Had it's, to clear uh, it up. yeah, it's 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 pretty much from Iron Man one. It was almost set up to where. Everything was gonna flow into each other perfectly. This and was this was a well thought out plan. Yeah. The Russo to, I mean, I mean, nice even thing. even to get to where they're going with the Infinity Wars and everything, this has been a well thought out plan. And DC, they just kind of jumped out there. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna do Justice League. They're we don't rushing. know. We don't know how we're gonna get there, but oh, we know how we're gonna get there. We're gonna cram everything we possibly can to this one movie. Give you Batman's backstory once again that nobody really needs to know. Yeah. Just like we don't need to know Peter Parker's again. Don't stop killing Uncle Ben. You don't have to keep <laughs> killing Uncle Ben. And, you know, give us a, a hot Aunt May. Who, and who, we're good. Has, who has died more? Uncle Ben or Batman's parents? Uncle Ben. Bro. On, <laughs> on, on, on TV, I think Uncle Ben has been, he's died twice. They love to kill Uncle Ben. I might Uncle even ben. say, because I mean, hold on. Clark Kent? Nah, Clark Kent. That on but, yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's, but once again, pretty much... When you look at most superheroes, they lost something, and I thought I thought it was so dope that we got to see uh, T'Chaka. You know, not, it wasn't dope that he died, but it was cool to see the whole Lion King 
type theme of his 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 dad's gone and now he passes the mantle and that boy jumped into that. He Quick. jumped into that suit like Quick. I've been doing this, bro. It, don't don't worry like, about it, I got him. And you it's almost like you know their whole the whole Wakandan you know, chemistry is, is hey, we badass, we warriors out here, bro. We ain't playing no games, you know. And I, it was just cool. And seeing them in Lagos, you know, that was that was cool. You mm-hmm. know, it was like they really represented for for black people. And I mean, honestly, Winter Soldier has creeped up into my like top ten superheroes too, because like I didn't really I underestimated Winter Soldier. I hate the fact that. He is what he is, yeah. and he basically has to put himself down. But just to ruin it for people, eventually Tony Stark is gonna forgive him, and he's gonna uh, create. He's gonna alter his mind to where he can break out of any hypnosis he's under by just simply saying Sputnik. And once he says Sputnik, <laughs> you ain't gotta worry about Winter Soldier doing that, that, that Russian no more. stuff. Because you're gonna need, you're gonna need every Avenger you can get when you fight Thanos. Because the only Avenger he fears is Incredible Hulk because Incredible Hulk is the strongest Avenger and people don't know this outside of the human adventure Spider-Man is the second you know it's, mm-hmm. Spider-Man is he's strong as hell and he at 19 he's stopping 3,000 pound trucks <laughs> when he's like in his 20s and he's going up against Carnage oh man a dude a force to be reckoned with and his healing factor is very similar to, to Deadpool's and um, even like the Flash because they just have a different type of uh, a different type of adrenaline and it's just they're con- when they get hit they constantly healing you know so like I said MCU doing their thing I love Zack Snyder what he's what he did with Watchmen Sucker Punch what he did with Three Hundred this, this just wasn't this just wasn't for him it's not him it's not you know, him visually he knows what he's doing visually but when it comes down to making a storyline that makes sense from beginning to end in the in the comic book world he is which which, make, which makes you think why wouldn't you get Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan is assisting in all this which is crazy to me if you watch some of the his wife is assisting his wife I think was the executive producer uh-huh. or his sister or something but there are a few Nolans connected to this. And everybody gives Christopher Nolan all the credit. His brother helps him too. Because if you ever, if you ever um, movie suggestion of the week, go back and watch Memento. If you just um, just trying to just brush up on your Christopher Nolan, you can go check out Memento. You can watch uh, Inception, and you can watch Prestige, and you can see. Prestige was incredible. Yeah, that you movie can was see incredible. Where. He gets his. I mean, he's just a creative dude, and in all honesty, I just, I just, I give it to him being from Britain. I mean, in the UK. I think their their art program. There's just more scholarly when it comes to stuff than Americans. I think Americans are just we want it big. That's just not. That's not just Texas. We want it big. We want it bad. We want it now. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm an avid Michael Bay hater. Whoa, whoa. I, everybody does this whoa. when I say I hate Michael Bay, but. Michael Bay knows how to make a solid action movie because he knows what you want in an action movie. Go ahead. What you got to say, baby? No, okay. I'm, I'm agreeing with you right now because he gave me everything I wanted in Bad Boys 2. He gave me what I wanted in the Ninja Turtle movie. That's more recent. Um, what else? What else Michael Bay's giving me? Uh, but did, did he give me Independence Day? I think he's going to give you part two. Yeah. I think he gave you Independence Day. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he, you're right. He, he does. gives you okay, solid give, give me, give me, action Okay, continue, movies. continue. And with me, with Michael Bay, all the explosions and all the nonsense, that is Oh, the Transformers, of course. Oh, of Transformers. Course. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. What? What's wrong with Transformers? Part two was the best one. Yes, I agree. Part, I agree. I agree. Part one was eh. 
Uh, but you, you got to get your legs. You got to get your legs. Yeah. In. After that, he kind of just what did he do with that Mark Wahlberg? What was that about? I, I I don't I don't even understand how I don't even know why you leave. Well, Shia LaBeouf, he was going through some stuff. Of course, I don't know why you left him. But I don't even understand how that started to make even remotely make sense. Having Mark Wahlberg running around and. And that's why it didn't. That's why it's almost like the Bourne series. Like you had Jeremy Renner in one of them, but now you got to go back to to the to the man. But I like Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, long story short, Michael Bay is the perfect type of director writer for 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 America because America likes bah, 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 boom and just give me a decent storyline and I can follow it. Zack Snyder is like that, but he tries to be complex and it just ends up being vomit. Like, yeah. stop, dude. Like, you can't do it. Because if you really just go back and watch 300, 300 was visually pleasing, but it really, yeah. It, it, was, it was really flat. It was you really know, flat. Like I said, my favorite one that he's ever done was Watchmen, and that's another suggestion. Watchmen. Go watch Watchmen, and if you're not closed-minded, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. But um, speaking on that, on, on Americans, and just, I'm talking about not just blacks, whites, I'm talking about as a whole, Americans have, over the years, gotten more spoiled and more spoiled. So with the whole, I want big bang, big boom, has it's it's really all just to the, related to the fact that technology is getting better. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And as technology gets better, I love technology. You know, man, I'm like most people out there. I got my phone on me all the time. I'm checking stuff, and I'm just staying connected to the world. Mm-hmm. Ain't no problem with that. But the negative impact that it's had on the imagination of some people. It kills people, um, you know, as far as how they think. Like some people just they just want it fast, and that's all they they, they just want it fast. Like, in all honesty, I mean, you don't really catch a lot of people going to the movies no more because they just can download it on their phone or yeah. download it on some type of computer software. I mean, that's that's how the game has gotten now, and I think that's why a lot of these movies are becoming visual, visually pleasing, but no substance because. They're, these studios are spending so much money on trying to get the best technology to make things look the best. When I saw and it, and it's and it's also no substance because look at what we look at all day. We look at Vine. Vine is six seconds long. We look at Instagram. Instagram is a minute long. Mm-hmm. Our our attention span is shrinking. So of yep. course of course we don't care too much for a good storyline because all we want we want to get to the point of the action. See the the like you said the bang and the boom and then and then we're out. Like I, I'm to be one thousand percent honest with you. I just finished reading a book for the first time in five years, I guess. Yeah, what was that? What was the name of that book? I see, I seen it. I seen it last time. It's, I was. It's, it's it's called it's called um I think it's called writing his writing his wrongs. It's oh, okay. it's, it's it's a collection of, of like really short stories, kind of more poems than anything. Um, it's a guy um Jay Wesley, real good good book. I suggest y'all pick it up. But it it doesn't give you a story. It's kind of like okay, here's here's where I broke her heart. Here's where I realize that I'm broken myself. And here's where I kind of get back to the love notes and get back to I realize how much she was doing for me and I wasn't understanding it. So, I mean, it's it's a to the way that that it just flows from story to story. And like you you read parts of it and it's like, well, crap, that fits my life. Like right there. I, I know I was in this situation. And I was doing her like this or I was trying to show her this and we were just miscommunicating. And then it kind of loops you back to the to the point of communicating with your significant other. It's a really good read. And who wrote it? Uh, Jay Wesley. And has he wrote anything else that's like? Uh, no, no. Honest. And back to technology, I actually started following him on Instagram. Seen a lot of his posts. He's like, oh, I got a book. I was like, all right, you know, I'll check it out. You know, 
small t- it's, and it's kind of like when you say, when you mentioned um supporting your own small time black yeah. author you oh, know yeah. oh yeah checked it out and it's a really good book i mean I, w- I wish that a lot of our people, meaning black people, would, would get more into, like, technology and stuff, too, because, I mean, technology is a big deal. And, like, if more black people got into technology, I mean, just be real. We got a podcast, and we don't ask for no money. We don't ask for any type of support. We just ask for listeners. Listen. That's you know it. Just saying? listen. Listen. And tell people about it. Exactly. If you like and, it, tell people about it. If you hate it, tell people about exactly. it. Exactly. And the thing that, that really hurts me the most is... We're not doing anything negative whatsoever because what we're doing 100% of the time, it's people doing behind closed doors with no mics on. Yeah. So it's like we're not doing anything different. I mean, that, I, that's, how, that's how we got here. It was like, oh, we should record this. And it was, yeah, yeah, pretty cool, much, we should. <laughs> and if you, I'm almost certain if you go in, in any American home with, with either blacks, Hispanics, Asian, whatever, and you just get the raw, uncut a politically incorrect version of everybody's self, which to me is the real version of you. Like, nobody is politically correct all day except politicians. And I feel like politicians are the the fabric of what is ruining America and ruining the world, period, because they're sitting here upholding an image that is really not real. It's almost, I hate to say this, but it's almost like, People wanted to live like Jesus and like wanted to have that Jesus state of mind. Like I, I look, I, I look at, I look at it more as a politician that is they're just presenting something for sale. This, this is this is what I'm selling. I'm, this is what much. I'm selling. Y'all, I mean, are y'all buying? I need the much. majority of y'all to buy this. Yeah. I need the majority of y'all to buy what what Trump is saying. Yeah, he got good business. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what he's selling you. That's what he's selling you that he has a plan to get us out of debt to make America a world power again. But yet. He has no political experience. He has several failed businesses. He has a failed college. You have who? How do you build a college and it fail with the Trump name? With the Trump name, that is crazy. I didn't even know that was real. I didn't even know that was real. God, there's this um. I, did you see the John Oliver where he kind of he broke Trump down? Even talked about how his last name isn't Trump. No. That the character of Donald Trump is entertaining and that he says things that people want to hear. And I know his very name is powerful. Just listen to this one supporter explain what it means to her. I was a little girl. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know what Trump Towers were, yeah. but I knew that he was a wealthy, successful man. Somehow, like, there was a, even as a very young kid, the word Trump sort of meant rich to It you. meant success. She's not even wrong. Trump does sound rich. It's almost onomatopoeic. Trump. It's the sound produced when a mouthy servant is slapped across the face with a wad of $1,000 bills. Trump! It's the sound of a cork popping on a couple's champagne anniversary. The date renovations in the wine cellar were finally completed. The very name Trump is the cornerstone of his brand. If only there were a way to uncouple that magical word from the man he really is. Well, guess what? There is. Because it turns out the name Trump was not always his family's name. One biographer found that a prescient ancestor had changed it from, and this is true, Drumpf. Yes. <laughs> King Drumpf. And Drumpf is much less magical. It's the sound produced when a morbidly obese pigeon flies into the window of a foreclosed Old Navy. Drumpf. It's the sound of a bottle of store brand root beer falling off the shelf in a gas station mini-mart. And it may seem weird to bring up his ancestral name, but to quote Donald Trump, he should be proud of his heritage. 
because drunk is much more reflective of who he actually is. So if you are thinking of voting for Donald Trump, the charismatic guy promising to make America great again, stop and take a moment to imagine how you would feel if you just met a guy named Donald Trump. <laughs> A litigious serial liar with a string of broken business ventures and the support of a former clan leader who he can't decide whether or not to kill. Hey, that that was real deep. I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna say it was deep. It was he it was funny, but it was factual. It was the way he delivered it was immaculate. But yeah, they're they're just out here selling whatever they can. And that goes for Trump, that goes for Bernie, that goes for Hillary. So that's why you really gotta gotta do your research. I mean, do your Googles if if Google is the only way you know to research. Exactly. Just, just this do is it. where America is. Like you have the technology. You have it. At your, it, it literally at your fingertips. And I mean, it's not like you're you're it's 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 not some type of weird science that you don't understand. It's simple science. It's it's nine year olds can do it. My son asked me uh, what is what is uh, gargantuan mean? Boy, Google it. <laughs> like, like Google it. I know what it means, but I want you to Google it because yeah. you have that access. Me, when I was nine, I had to go to a library. Or you, I had to go grab a dictionary. You had to get a dictionary a to Merriam find out dictionary. how to spell a word that you don't know how to spell. I had to get a Merriam dictionary, and that Merriam dictionary, if I was looking for a word gargantuan, I had to look for the... Uh, man, I couldn't even know. I didn't know how to spell it. So I'm, I'm starting start with big. <laughs> Good, and then encyclopedias. Oh my God, they was like C C through D B. So I got a million encyclopedias, and now you have it in the palm of your hand. All that. Like think of how crazy that is, and also think about how lazy that makes people. People are lazy. That's why they vote for people like Trump. Yeah. People are lazy. That's why they vote for Hillary Clinton. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, not, not necessarily they're lazy, but they're comfortable. They're just like, eh, I got my phone. <laughs> you know, uh, I open up Yahoo look, homepage. Oh, there's Trump. These, some, these, these facts. Uh, Hillary's a criminal. Uh, she she had these emails. Uh. And depending on where you get your news source, you might hear two different things. Exactly. Oh, she's married to Bill Clinton. Uh, Lewinsky. Uh, she don't seem that bad. She's a woman, so uh, well, she stood by her man. She's strong. So. You know, because I always tell people like this. I mean, go out and actually research you have the don't, my bad don't go out just lay in your bed stay in your bed and, and grab your phone and google, you already have it in your hand anyways google or ding ask jeeves whatever just find out the real stuff about donald trump it's out there there are there are other podcasts out there that literally they they give you the game on this stuff like i'm not gonna sit here and give you all this political political jargon on on Trump because I really don't care because just recently technology proves to us again we have 4,000 voters in New York and if you don't believe me go on uh, Zoe Kravitz her Instagram page you have 4,000 voters in New York in line that still hadn't voted yet when they said Hillary Clinton had won New York How won the primary New York when you got 4,000 people still in line and they haven't even voted yet. And some of the people that did vote, their their vote, their registration cards were like reversed or something, and they had to go back and do something special. That's technology. Mm -hmm. They were able to do that real fast. Just imagine if voting was a lot simpler, like just going to fill out a ballot and bam, put it in there, and then you had something digitally to count it. Yeah. But the fact that, that you're going you going, you got to vote on this now, voting machine. Come and on, man. I mean, it's 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 really just common sense. That's why I was. That's why I said. In, in a recent episode that I really just feel like, I mean, it's like going into a church with 10,000 members. 
if you don't pay the offering, it ain't gonna hurt that church. No, I'm just saying it's all it, that 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 one offering that you're not giving is not gonna affect the church how you think it's gonna affect. Just like that one vote that's not voting, it's not gonna affect them until the people actually come together and make it a gargantuan effect. That's like oh my god, like ten million people didn't vote. Oh man. See, and that's I was talking to my friend about that because she's like, you know, Trump is is probably gonna be our next president. Well, I mean, maybe you don't know what the Republicans can do. They might, they might, if he doesn't get the delegate elect votes that he needs, they might slide Paul Ryan in, which I think is what they're trying to do. But I was looking, Trump might get those votes, so I don't know. But she was like, well, Hillary will get the will get the black vote. It's like you can't say that because Obama got the black vote because he was relatable. Hillary's trying to be. Obama was actually. You think the youth are going to come out and vote for Hillary like they did for Obama? I think the youth are lazy. I think the youth are just a bunch of keyboard. They keyboard pushers. I, I say I say they, and I say, and, and I can't I can't say they. I have to say we because I, I was a part of youth at the time. I, I still am. I'm not I don't really too, feel like I don't I'm really feel like I'm a part of youth anymore. I'm just being but, real because I don't relate. How I, when I think about the youth and how I relate to, I look at the music, mm -hmm. and when I hear like like designer or I hear uh you know little Yachty or <laughs> cognac black and like artists like that like and I see him I'm like young thug. Young thug. I, I see them I know that I'm only like four or five years older than them but I have, I have the sense to know that they're not marketing to me because when I was 19 and 20 the musicians were marketing to me at that time they were musicians rarely ever market to the 30 year olds because 30-year-olds aren't really buying music anymore. They're kind of like still stuck with the old stuff. Yeah, we, we, we've we kind of reached that. our classic realm of music and, now. And see, what people that people don't, people don't fail to realize is a lot of stuff is geared towards the college students because college students and kids going into college and women, you know, they, you know, they're sort of like the taste makers for society because they buy a lot. And they're going into college and as they're coming out of college, they kind of bring trends with them and they take trends into the college. So when these big record execs are promoting and they're marketing, they're going on free college tours. You yep, know? And absolutely. a lot of these free college tours, when, when Young Thug is going to um, Morehouse or going to Spelman or whatever to go perform for for free, it's a free concert, he's getting paid, but it's a free concert, and there's, they see his style, they hear his music, and they automatically feel like, well, he's coming here, this was must this this must be in, you know, so with that being said, once again, with technology, they recording Young Thug, and they showing people, man, you know, Young Thug, because I remember back in 08, 09, around my college age time, it was Wale, Cole, Kendrick, you see them boys at the spring bling and they be down there at South Padre. At the you would see the, you would see these guys on campus and not even know it was yeah, these guys. Know, and like this is I'm talking about Wale Cole. I'm talking about artists at that time to me that were actually saying something that was being marketed. I, I mean, that, to and my that's generation. They're still saying something to me. Yeah, of course. To, overall, yeah, and it, and they're being marketed to kids that probably graduated from high school in 02, 03, 04, 05. and now it's 2016. So. Like I said, these people are marketing to a younger group. I'm not a college age no more. I feel like once you're not a college age no more, you're typically you're typically not a youth anymore. I mean, you're, I mean, I mean, when you're at college age, you're like brand new adult. Exactly. Which, which means that's why that's why they used to do the the whole credit card schemes where you sign up for the credit card and get the pizza. Uh, like you're you're a new adult basically. This is your first time making big decisions on your own, and mm -hmm. and they're trying to expose you.
you're, you're, you're being exposed at the end of the day. It's even easier now because literally it's just it's just a bunch of clicks. It's just a bunch of follows. I mean, really, all one, once you set a trend in a college, man, people that aren't pe- people see college kids as hip. Man, when Cats had the, had the superhero backpacks, oh, that was all college, man. That was, was college, college. Kids, yeah. man. Like it's really that simple. And in 2011, 2012, when when whatever was being marketed then is different than was being marketed four years from now. Yeah, I mean, it's 2016. I really feel like as a 31 year old, I really can't connect with the music and the the hip hop culture, which is a strong strong foundation of what is being followed in our community. I mean, even white people, you know, you got white girls out there talking about getting being slayed and dragging people and um girl and just just the whole black woman lingo. Everybody's doing it because it's what's popular. It's it's cool. Like yeah. they do I mean yes and just come <laughs> on. Man. Like, it's just it's just all what's it's what's popular. It's what's trendy, and it's really, it's really bold. Once again, like I look at it like when I in in two thousand one, if I wanted to know what somebody from Canada rap like, it wasn't that easy to go online and be like, let me look up a Canadian artist. You I, know, I couldn't even think of anybody Canadian. From you know that what I'm time saying? Frame like at all. Fast forward fifteen years later, if I want to know what a rapper from Lagos, Nigeria, sounds like. YouTube, bam, right there. there. SoundCloud, bam, right there. It's it's that easy, and that with it being that easy, that means we're easily we're more influenced. Then that's why music today, like no other time period, sounds like everybody sounds like. It's either nowadays you sound like you from Canada, I guess that's Drake. You sound like you from Canada. You sound like you from Atlanta, or I guess you sound like you from the South. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't know what else is out there. Like, I don't even know the New York sound no more. What is the New York sound? The, the New York sound is is Atlanta. This is <laughs> crazy, it's, you know? It's, it's down Imagine south. 15 years the, I mean, the West Coast, man, you know the West Coast sound. They maintain their sound. You know the West Coast sound because the West Coast sound. And I've always, I've always envied West Coast culture because they just stuck together. And that's and that's really what happened in Atlanta. They just stuck together, and then their style was, was so simple yet infectious mm-hmm. that people just had to hop on. I don't not, I don't hate Atlanta at all, but at the same time, I don't really think Atlanta brought anything to hip hop that was going to establish its longevity. No. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the type of music they're making is, and I'm like, man, 10 years from now, I know I'm going to be rocking to this. Man, I hear hits. Man, in the past three years, I've heard hits come and go within five or six months easily. And I forgot about them. Like, I was sitting there, uh, Thinking about uh, uh, that same damn time, I used to hear that all the time. I don't hear it no more. I, I mean, and you don't, cause cause Future flooded the market with those repetitive, rhythmic hits. Yeah, like he much. he just flooded the market with this. Like I'm not gonna give you time enough to forget me because I got another one just as repetitive coming up. Coming. Yeah. It's yeah. like clockwork, man. And then it's it's like yeah, it may not make sense, but when it go off in the club. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do is go off in the club. Look at these DJs nowadays. Man, these DJs ain't even bringing records in the club no more. They bringing laptops 
everything's digital. Oh yeah, no you know vinyl, saying? no vinyl. So I'm looking at these DJs like, what really class? What? Why are you a DJ? You're I mean, a push button DJ. Just, that's all. You know, it's, it's more. I mean, those, and that's cool. Yeah, I'm not knocking on that. But that's how technology. That's how this is where technology has brought us to the point where everything is easier, everything's simple, and nobody really has to work hard for anything no more. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I, I just wish people would capitalize on it as far as gaining more intellect from it rather than just being like oh you know i got it right here this is what's hot i'm gonna just follow like like literally with this podcast we can finish it and i could have it on the internet in five minutes and depending on who's listening it's it's around the world it takes no time and you you got to use those tools don't fall victim to the tools when you're you're not paying attention to what's going on around you, but use those tools to advance the knowledge of what's going on exactly, around you. Exactly, and and you, I really like people that like to question things. Like, uh, I, what you've been hearing about what's going on with Target, right? Mm-hmm. With the whole transgender thing. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'm not going to turn this into a gay bashing thing because I've gotten past the point of even looking down on the on homosexuality, all that stuff. Because I've I've realized that they have to realize that when it's all said and done. It's all money, you know. These big corporations don't don't care about you know the the LBGT community. No, they make money off of them. That's all it is. And hey, it, it was a point of time around the civil rights where them white people start realizing, man, we can make money off these niggas. We need to make sure they got some type of rights. Like they not spending money where they need. They they created Black Wall Street. They ain't trying to spend money with us. Mm-hmm. We got to get them spending money in the white community because they knew. That's the spending power of black people. Like, we can come into your store and spend money we ain't got, but guess what? We spend that money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, and I mean, I, I feel that's, that's the same way with a lot of different races. I'm, I'm not going to just single out any race because I don't know, you know, I can't speak I don't for know any. Yeah. yeah, but you know, those that, that have that access and that knowledge to, and I mean, black people, we'll, we'll, we'll fuck our credit up quick. We'll fuck our credit up. I heard, a commercial on the radio. I heard a commercial on the radio, and it was like, girl, nobody care about no credit. I was like, what? No, I heard a radio commercial where they say, don't think you have to pay back all that money you owe to those credit card companies. The hell you don't. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> did, you, did you spend all that money? You have to pay that money. Back. I have to say that I don't think I would hear that on a on a, a, a non urban radio station. <laughs> it, it was it was it was actually sound like radio. I, and oh, I'm okay. not gonna say the station, but it was it was actually on satellite radio. That's all okay. It, it was, I was like, what? What you mean you don't have to pay that back, man? I mean, and you know, you out here filing bankruptcy and stuff like that for. I mean, and I, I'm I'm a victim of it too. I, I live beyond my means, but I know when to cut the faucet off. I know when yeah, to stop. You learn. Yeah, you learn. learn. You you'll learn, learn quick. And, uh, when that check come in, that check go right back out. That, it feels good to be able to pay all your bills on time, but at the same time, it feels good to pay all your bills on time and still have money. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. Because when you pay all your bills and you can't even go to happy hour, that's a problem. That's Ma- a major problem. Because happy hour, you can spend twelve dollars and you can believe lit. <laughs> like, come on, bro, you got twelve dollars there? I always mess with some of my homeboys at work. I'd be like, man. You income tax just came in, the bonus checks that came in, you blowing through it. When August come, yeah, yeah, the su- summertime coming, man. Summertime, you know, coming. people gonna want to get active. Yeah, man, it's time to take trips and stuff like that. Everybody taking their trips now. Yeah, I'm like wow, everybody, everybody in Miami, everybody doing. I mean, hey, enjoy your life. Like I, I tell people all the time, enjoy your life, man. Like 
you 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 could die tomorrow. So enjoy it. You know? I mean, you can make money. You can make memories. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, I really feel like some people get so caught up in in the uh, in 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 the money making process that they don't enjoy life enough because they just look at like, man, I, I got to get more money. I got to get more money. And we all fall victim to that. In one oh yeah, life, absolutely. But when it's all said and done, I mean, enjoy life. Have fun. Stop waiting around for you know, like people. This that's like a recurring quote we say all the time. Stop waiting around for Friday. Stop waiting around for the weekend. Stop waiting around for things to be just right. Enjoy life, yeah. and enjoying life doesn't always mean spending a bunch of money. You can actually just go out and enjoy. It. You, you know, go play basketball. Go out with your kids. Yeah. You know, go to the park. Get and you, out. And, and you you remember those things. I I remember growing up all those days that I spent in the yard in my grandma's house riding my bicycle up and down to the end of the road. Like, I, I was at the age where I could have been working. Yeah, I could have been out here and had a little side hustle. But, you know, sometimes you need those memories, especially in your childhood. Oh, yeah, definitely. You need, you need those to reflect back on. And and even now, at, at 28, I feel like I'm at a transitioning stage of my life where 20s, I was figuring out who I am and what I was going to do. And now that I'm, I'm on the cusp of 30, it's kind of like I know who I am. I have a better understanding of myself. And now I'm building for the rest of my life. Like, 20s, I was figuring it out. 30s, I kind of got a little more figured out, and I kind of know which direction I'm headed. And those memories from the 20s are, are, are going to push me in my 30s to to work harder at making more memories. Exactly. And, and some people out there may be at the point in their life where they're like you, but they're 30. And it's like, okay, he's saying he's 28, but I'm thinking like that at 34. That's fine. That's fine. You know, everybody grows Everybody evolves at their own rate, and it's just it is what it is. Like I think I've had my midlife crisis like twice now. So. <laughs> you know, so. everybody's don't come exactly in, in the middle of their lives. So I mean, by the time I get fifty six, hey, I ain't gonna know what to do. <laughs> it's a possibility, but I think one of the negative impacts of of this digital world we live in is seeing people so much. Like I stay connected, but I don't let the connection to to somebody like. DJ Khaled or somebody like Cassie really make me sad when they're out there. They're eating their their eighty dollar steaks, and I'm just at home eating pork chops together. That yeah. doesn't bother me. I'm like, that's where they're meant to be at in life. Mm-hmm. I could probably be there 10, 15 years from now, but they're they they were blessed with this opportunity right. to to eat these eighty dollar steaks. It is what it is, but I think some people see that like, dang, Snoop Dogg it. He he had Max's wine and dine. Golly, man, I want to do what Snoop Dogg doing, but hey, Snoop Dogg just he gravitated in that in that uh, in that area of his life faster, and he just had the opportunity because a lot of stuff that happens to a lot of people in life is pure opportunity. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely, mean, I never looked at Snoop Dogg or Paul Wall or Kabir and like they were just the most talented dudes on earth. But I always respected their hustle. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of... A hustle will get you a, a long way. Oh, yeah, because a lot of people out there are really talented, and they're still sitting at home. Mm-hmm. But I think my brother's one of the most talented artists I've ever come across. And, I mean, he works for a, a IT company, and he's not he's not drawing for nobody. He's not doing animation for anybody. The opportunity wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, he may not have worked hard enough, but the opportunity wasn't there. And when I say opportunity, I mean, a lot of these cats... Literally just knew somebody. I mean, Snoop Dogg somehow somebody just knew Michael Watts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They they saw him. I mean, it was it was opportunity, and he took advantage of it. And they was like, "Yeah, I record over here. I heard you got a little flow. You, you come over here and record." I, I mean, mean, how look. in the hell did designer get linked up with Kanye West? I guarantee you that was pure opportunity. Yeah, I guarantee you designer knew somebody that knew somebody. That's really all it be. 
80 percent of the time. But T.I. Yeah. said that. I think T.I. said that in the ATL movie. He was like, man, it ain't it ain't it ain't what you know is who you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot a lot of the time. It, even when it comes to, to jobs as well, that's another form of an opportunity. Yeah, like you might have you might have to know somebody. To work for the railroad company, just throw it out there. It's a pretty hard thing to do. Very hard. In order to get in the railroad company, you gotta know somebody. It's a good job to have. Mm-hmm. You know, you work for a railroad company, it's a good job to have. I mean, it's a lot of good jobs out there. Stewardess, flight work at an airport. You gotta know somebody. People love to do a job, but they don't know nobody. You know? It is what it is. But once again, people just got to just kind of just move through life with that natural flow. And to me, that means not burning bridges. Not Oh, never not, burn a bridge. Yeah, don't burn never bridges. Never burn a bridge. Don't look up to people. Don't look down on people. Focus on you. Be comfortable where you are, but not so comfortable that you just stay. Mm-hmm. You stay there. You got to be comfortable where you are to where when you're working, you're working knowing that, you know, this is this is just this is where I want to be because I think I deserve to be there because I was here. So I want to get there not working because, oh, man, this is this is man. It's not fair. He's doing that. He's doing that. So I got to keep it moving. That motivation dies. Yeah, because eventually that person probably gets so far ahead of you can't even see him no more. And you got and you got to realize, too. Anything can happen. You could you could be making six figures tomorrow and then digging ditches on Monday. Happened on Wall Street. Anything can years happen. Ago, boys is balling on Wall Street. Yeah, balling. Talk about next thing you know, they live in cardboard boxes. Yeah, you know anything can happen. Man, I, I remember I was uh, asking you about uh, the uh, the housing thing. Remember I was telling you about uh, yeah. They yeah. said there's a a new report has. Found profound racial disparities in mortgage lending in California, and especially in three major cities in the Golden State. The study found that in 2013 in Oakland, the top 12 lenders gave money to only four African American borrowers. Among all lenders, Black people were only six percent, while Blacks are 29 percent of the city's population. The study also shows that the cities of Long Beach and Fresno have the same phenomenon, and as well as the whole state. And it goes on and goes on. It talks about mm-hmm. racial discrimination, health care, and jobs and all that. I don't understand how that works. Like, Well, I, I, I can't talk on, on the health care and everything like that. But as far as the, the home loans go, there's something called the um, Fair Lending Act, Fair Credit Act. Okay. I, I can't give you the dates or anything like that. But um, what it's designed for is to make sure that borrowers of equal financial status are provo- uh, provided the same opportunities. So let's say that um, a black person comes in, they have a credit score of about 620. Mm-hmm. They want to know that if this black person gets denied at 620, you're also denying whites at 620. You're okay. also denying Hispanics at 620. Or you're, or you're, if you're denying them, you're denying them for similar reasons. Fair. Like if you say, well, his credit score is 620, but it's because he has a lot of old stuff on there that you know he has old medical bills so we're going we're going to deny that but then you go and say well his credit score is 620 but he let a car go back you know and but we're going to let him make it because he chose to let that car go back he chose not to pay these medical bills but you know he it wasn't that he couldn't pay for this car he he didn't want it anymore now you got to look at it at, at with more scrutiny you're like okay so why is it okay for him to let this car go back cuz technically he didn't pay for it just like this guy didn't pay his medical bills they're both affecting the credit the same way so and what what it is is borrowers who are declined, and if you feel that you are wrongfully declined, you have to file um, a complaint. And if you want the specifics of all this, send to the email. I don't want to put too much out there, but 
um, you have to file a complaint. And so when uh, agencies like the one I work for, we go in and we do these reviews every three to five years. We pull up these complaints and we say, okay, well, it looks here like you've declined these five. We, we look at all the declines. And so even and we look at all the clients, we look at all the complaints. So it's like, okay, this person was declined, they filed a complaint. This person was declined, they didn't file a complaint. But still, I look over here and I see that this person with a lower credit score, with lower income, got approved. Why did they get approved? And the bank has to have some justification, some good justification. You can't just say, well, well, that's Billy Bob and he's lived here for 30, 30 years and he's getting a house for his daughter. That might be, but... Billy Bob's credit is it's no horrible. better than Ray yeah. Ray's credit. Uh-huh. So I need better justification because this just looks like flat out discrimination. So I don't know what the exact stats and the banks that um, that you were referring California. to. I mean, but if they're if they're national banks, they go through that review every three to five years. So I don't know if they were state banks. They're either national or your state. If you're state, it's easy to get away with that type of stuff. It's not easier because there are state regulators and there's um, the FDIC also regulates state banks. As as far as our agency, um, we regulate national banks, but also the FDIC. The FDIC is kind of like the head. And then they're like, okay, this, this these regulators going to do states. These regulators are going to do national banks. And but we our procedures are very similar. Okay, okay. Man. So I'm I don't know much about that stuff, man. Like me, I'm all, I'm the type of person that like I, I respect people that want to own things. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I see why somebody would want to, you know, get out there and and find that lender to get them in a position to own something, which is cool. And I just it's messed up to know that I mean we can get we can get up any day, the iPhone eight come out, we can get it with ease. They gonna mm-hmm. have they gonna make a way they gonna make sure they get a way to get an iPhone eight in my hand. But if I make forty five, fifty thousand dollars a year, they can't find a way to get me into a house. And because I'm black. And the thing is, is they can find a way, but because you're black or you're Hispanic or you're a minority of any sort, or if you walk in and you could you could be white and they could look at you and say, Oh, well, you look like you're on the poorer end of white. Yeah. They're not gonna tell you all the things that are afforded to you. That's why you got to do your Googles. That's why you got to do your research because there are there are there are, loan, there are loans out there for almost anybody that wants to get a house, and you can pay a decent interest rate. You might pay more insurance, but you can if you can if you want that house, you can get that house. You might have you might have it might take you a while longer. You might have to pay some stuff off your credit, anything like that. But you can get that house. There are loans out there for you, government loans. The way that the the housing market is right now. Um, Interest rates are still at an all-time low, so you're getting houses three uh, percent for fifteen, twenty years. It's still happening. You can you can do that, and that's and that's that's good because back when before the crash in two thousand eight, housing was like six percent, seven percent on a house. Like like right now, if you went to go buy a new car, you wouldn't pay anything over five percent. It's preposterous mm-hmm. to pay anything over five percent. But oh, back, I hear you. a lot of people do though. They do that uh, to Hispanics a lot. Yeah, yeah, they do that to Hispanics a lot because they they just judge you on your ability to repay. They don't look at it and say, oh well, you you've been repaying everything. You haven't been late. They'll say, well, it looks like you got a lot of credit here. You're 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 kind of utilizing a lot of credit here, and and that's a that's a key thing. Like I, we mentioned earlier about black people getting credit and maxing credit out and not trying not to pay it back. You should never utilize over 50% of your available credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you take all your credit cards and you add them up and then you take the balances and add them up, you should never be over 50%. If mm-hmm. you're over 50%, you need to focus on getting those down because that greatly affects your credit score. That's a that's a 20 to 30 point effect on your credit score right there alone. Mm-hmm. So 
But even with that, you can still get these home loans as long as you're paying stuff on time. Now, you can't just go out there with horrible credit and you're not paying for stuff and, and get a home loan. But it is possible to you. But you got to do that research. You they got to see progress. Yeah, progress. they got to they gotta see the progress. You, and you got to know what you're getting yourself into. You can get an, an, a first-time home buyer's loan. You can get a FHA loan. You can get all the. They have all these kinds of loans designed for people to buy houses because right now the housing market is at an all-time low. Um, the Fed is as has just raised rates for the first time, but we haven't seen the effects of that yet. So if you want to buy a house, like the next five years is probably the best time to buy it. You buy your house now. You buy your buy your starter house now. For in five years, when rates are up, you've got some equity in the house. You flip that. And you get your next house. Like this is this is still the perfect time to buy a house. It's just a little gem I'm dropping out there. Yeah, but it's, but it's, 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 it's time. It's time. People gotta turn to CNN to get that type of information. <laughs> Golly, they, that's that's what's up though. Like I said, like people be talking to me, they just be like, oh, you know, well, I think you know everything. Like, nah, man, I, I don't know everything, but. Well, if I when I know, I know, you know, like, and that's you sound like you know what you're and talking about, and it's like. Like a couple years ago, I was like, I think I want to buy a house. So I started doing research. Granted, I've been in the banking field for years now, so mm -hmm. I kind of know a little more inside information. But I, I didn't know there were so many loans available to me. Like there, you you kind of put in what you you. you there's websites and stuff that you can say, okay, this is how much I make. This is what my debt is. And they'll tell you, okay, you will qualify for this loan, you qualify for this loan, you qualify for this loan. There are numerous loans out there, and you can get them at almost any institution. Now, you might go in there and talk to a banker that doesn't know what they're doing, but it's somebody in that company that knows what they're doing with those loans. And almost every bank offers them. Almost every bank offers them. And you, and you said they can uh, they can email you for information. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put the you can do email us at the PCN Radio NB at gmail .com. If you have any more questions, I'll give you some links. I'll give you some. I'm not gonna say it's inside advice because I'm not on the inside anymore, but mm -hmm. I I can give you some key advice for that information. Oh, okay, okay. And what I'm about to say, um, I think it's really just with anything that you're doing when it comes to stuff like that. Once again, it, it, it all falls in the hands. It's in your hands. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. literally in the palm of your hands. So just just do it. Like if, if you want to, don't let nobody it. do it for you. I see a lot of people, man. Like they want people to do stuff for them, and that's dangerous, man. Like even these pro athletes having accountants and stuff, and just having people just doing too much stuff for them, and their hands aren't on anything. Yeah, you have the ability to actually have your hands on this now. Take advantage of it. It's you're, 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 never, you're never too busy to take control of your life. Man, you're never too busy. 2016. You got to get to it. Like, no, nobody should be dictating your moves. Nobody should be dictating your steps. You should be saying, this is what I want to do, and I feel like it's going to benefit me in this way, so this is the direction I'm going to take. Unless you have some truly valuable advice to give me, then what am I listening to for? I mean, because a lot of people out there are following people that have no experience in life whatsoever they're following them like okay this is what you want to do so this is what i'm going to do because you're you're popular or you're cool stop following the trendy stuff pick your phone up and actually do the research mm -hmm. and i mean i hate public education with passion <laughs> i'm be real because I, I, you know, public education is designed just to get you get you on get you to the next step exactly i i really didn't learn anything about studying and research until I got to college and college is technically privatized in my opinion it's a private private education you gotta pay for it you can get yeah. it for free well I mean unless Bernie Sanders is the president but uh, with that being said I learned how to study because of college 
And I really feel like if public education at least did that for a lot of these kids, taught them how to study, I would respect it more. But the fact that they just, they literally teach for this week, mm-hmm. this star week. That just I'm, I'm going to teach you to, to pass a star test because that's, that's what my job rides on. That's it's what annoying. I want to make sure that you pass the start test because that's what my job depends on. It's so like annoying. all through all through grade school, I didn't study. I and, and made straight A's. Like I didn't have to study. Like I, I could sit there, I could absorb this in because I know that I can forget it in a week. I don't have to study. I can just sit here and just pay attention simply. Respect the teacher. And when I got to college, I had no sense of study skills or anything like that. I had to take a study skills course because I didn't know how to study. Dang. I didn't know how to study. I'm like, well, let me, you know, write down some notes. Let me look over the power. I had no idea how to study that. I literally had to take a course that taught me how to study because grade school was just that easy. Really? It really, I mean, grade school was like, I, I, I remember like I probably missed half a semester and I still like had like a B's and A's. I'm like, I don't know how I'm doing this, but <laughs> all right. I mean, my, my biggest downfall was just being a terrible person. But <laughs> other than that, I was still passing my classes and I, I try to teach, preach that to, the youth and my son as well, like, dude, like, it's right now, you could have more fun as an adult because you can have more fun as an adult because more than likely, you'll be doing what you want to do and not what your parents are telling you to do. So take life, see, I think kids should actually start taking life serious when they're young so they can actually enjoy their adult life because a lot of people get into their adult life and they, they get serious. Yeah. I got to get serious. I got to try to, you know, study for this, study for that. By the time you're 25, if you did everything really the right way, you could enjoy life like mug. Like you could put yourself in a position to, I mean, cakewalk. Like the the more money you make, honestly, nowadays it seems like the easier your job is. Like and you'll love your job. Oh yeah. And like me, people be like, you know, you don't ever really seem stressed out. You know, you must really like your job, even though it's a blue collar job. But like, man, I don't go to work stressed out. I don't leave work stressed out. I'm laughing at work half the time. Like, my job is easy because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't have to have a job to where everybody sees me like, oh, man, he working that type of place? Oh, he working there? I don't need that. And that's the problem with a lot of people nowadays. Everything that they are, that is associated with them has to be visually pleasing to everybody else but them. Like, like honestly, like, I love Jordans, but there are a lot of people out there, I guarantee you, that had Jordans on their feet that they didn't like. They just warm because they were cool. Like yeah, everybody else had them. And I everybody else but yourself. If you keep that same like mindset, you're gonna keep that to your adult life. And doing everything else just so people be like, oh man, he got that type of job. It's not cool. Like live for you. And that to me, that's that's the that's the biggest benefit in life. You, you work hard, young, play when you get older, and you'll have everything. I mean, and honestly, listen to your parents. Like, oh yeah, of that's course, just, of course. That's one of the real. That's I mean, these kids today, man. If they would listen to their parents, they'd be a lot better off. But these, I mean, kids, these kids today call their parents by their first names. Oh god, these kids they, <laughs> they, they look like their parents. So hey. it, it, it is crazy, man. But get off, I mean, get off the soapbox. But uh, <laughs> you seen Dwight Howard? Well, with the, the, the interview that he did with yeah. Charles Barkley, yeah, I seen that. I, I seen feel that. Sorry for him, man. It's like God. <sighs> He, he he does have a bad rep, and I, I understood what he was saying. It's like, well, people say you know I I smile and stuff too much, but then when I'm serious, and they's like, oh well, why why isn't he celebrating? Why isn't he joyous? I, and I understand that, and then I understand that him talking to Charles Barkley, saying you know y'all said I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be uh, as you know profound as I am, 
and I think he has a point to say that to them. But the thing is, Dwight Howard had to take a lot of blame that wasn't his fault. True. That blame he took in Orlando, that wasn't his fault. That blame that he took in Los Angeles, that wasn't his fault either. Mm. So he he had to carry that blame around, and and it kind of gave him a bad rep that he doesn't deserve. And Charles Barkley has zero rings. I know, man. You can't tell me anything, honestly. Me and you, you are technically me and you are on the same level, honestly. And like I, you, I think, you, I think you, you you're one of the fifty greatest players. I'll probably be one of the greatest players too. Yeah, true, true. So we're on the same level. I don't know if Charles has any defensive MVP. I he got an MVP this year. Okay. I mean, I think Dwight Howard only – Dwight Howard might be bipolar. That's one. Two, after seeing the 30 for 30, the uh, the magic, Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, after that seeing that and seeing the inside of how easily these young dudes can be thrown off course, like with the whole uh, Shaq knocking Penny, little Penny off the couch on that one commercial. I remember that commercial vividly. Just seeing that – just lets me know that these dudes are human, and with a guy like Dwight Howard that seems to be like a little overly emotional, the fact that he says he checks out of games, I would just think that it's even easier now because people are, are a lot softer now, and mm-hmm. it's harder for a lot of people to be like, I'm this successful rich guy. Why don't people like me? Why aren't people respecting me? It's like, dude, you don't, you're not handed that privilege. No. it. You know, and it's just like, I feel sorry for him because it's like, man, he really, I guess, peaked kind of early. Because I want to say, like, his fourth year or his fifth year, he was already in the finals getting swept. Yeah, he, yeah. Was he, was, he was young. He you was know young. what I'm saying? He was there. I mean, he was dominant. I mean, that Orlando's team that went to the finals, they, they just kind of lived. They lived by the three and died by the three. They yeah. played that inside-outside ball, and when that three-pointer stopped falling, they were done for. That Magic team, though, with Penny and Shaq and them. That, that Penny and Shaq that Magic team. team. right there was nice, and they always got swept. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Bro, when I watched that 30 for 30 and Shaq says, I would go down there with Akeem, and he would tell me, that's a good move, big fella. But you should have went to the middle. He said that was so demoralizing yeah. that, that I'm scoring, and he's telling me how to be better of scoring on him. Yeah, king was on another another planet. Yeah, he was. You got to respect the king. I feel like when it's all said and done, when I think of like dominant players, like king was definitely one of them. It was almost like him being on that team. You knew that just build around him, and they gonna get somewhere. And like. I give LeBron a lot of, you know, I'm not a LeBron uh, fan, but at the same time, you can't deny the fact that you put LeBron on the team, put the right pieces around him, you could be successful. I just don't think that as of late they have done that, but they they might have got, they might have something with Kevin Love and Kyrie. It just all depends on how healthy Kyrie and Kevin Love are going to go into the finals. Because, I mean, they're getting this rest time. They are blessed to get this rest time, but it could be a cash twenty-two. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know how long they can keep up those three pointers. I don't know how long they can keep them up. I mean, and and granted, the East does not play good of defense as the at West. At all. So you're not going to have. It's all not those a competitive. It's words. not competitive. But I think I really, I really don't even think the Heat. What the last team to actually give LeBron any competition was the Bulls. Like literally, the last team to actually win a game. Yeah. You know, other than that, they've been sweeping people. And I really feel like Miami might have that same bull spark. 
But that's only one or two games. I see that, but the way that they're dragging this Toronto series out, like uh, Miami lost again tonight. I know. I knew they was gonna lose. It. So so now now they're back against the wall. But you're 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 exerting a lot of energy to get around Toronto. Matchups, I, man. Match-ups. It, it definitely it's definitely matchup. And when all said and done, you, with a lot of these teams, you have people to cancel each other out. Yeah. But there's no cancel out with the Heat and the Cavs. I don't think. I don't think Tragic is gonna cancel out Kyrie. No. I don't know who. I don't. Joe Johnson and Lou Aldang are not gonna cancel out LeBron. I mean, it's gonna be a decent series. It's gonna be better than that Hawks series. Uh, I'm. It's gonna be better than any series Cleveland's played this this yeah. playoff season. And um, when it's all said, when it's all written in the sand, it, it'll be Cleveland in the in the finals. But I really wonder how have they actually played anybody on the level of a Western team? And I don't, I don't, I don't think they, they have. have. I don't think they have. Uh, this is a different OKC team we're, we're seeing, but I don't think OK. I think OKC is the only team that will just hand over the ring to LeBron this year. I think the Spurs still and Golden State still would give the Cavs a run for that money. I don't think OKC could do it. No. Their two big men are playing very well, though. Cancer and Adams are playing very well, but – Ibaka's become a liability, which is which is weird to say, he but loves, he's he become a liability. He's 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 lost that defensive minded attitude he used to have, and now he's like, oh yeah, and um, he loves shooting, and he loves he shooting loves the three. The, I know he loves shooting. I'm like, wow, he's getting he's turned into a pretty boy. Yeah, on that, the court. that's what it is. But, I, I blame you, Kerry Hilson. <laughs> man, oh Kerry, oh Kerry, Miss Kerry, baby, man. But man, I mean, we we covered a whole lot. I had, I had a lot of stuff in my mind, but other than that, I mean, the world keeps spinning, hey, keeps on going. It's gonna be something new. <laughs> we we didn't got to the point where it'd be so much stuff going on. We didn't even talk about Prince. We ain't, we miss Prince. Prince, Prince. We ain't talk about Harry and Tubman. But that's that's the whole to me with this with this with this show. Once again, we don't ask for nothing, but more than likely. You're out there listening, and you should, you, you kind of just searching for somebody to, re- to relate to. Yeah. And th- that's, that to me, that's the whole purpose of, of coming together for this hour, hour, and 15 minutes. Just let you know that there's somebody out there that can relate to you. And we may know something you don't know, like with the free gems he dropped today, <laughs> the housing and stuff. So you got it. Once we, We're in the palm of your hands right now. I don't know. We we get the we get the listeners up. I might tell y'all how to fix y'all credit. I might tell y'all that. Hey man, hey, straight up, you know, might start having to give away stuff because people love free stuff. Free, people so love, I love free when, stuff. When when they start getting to a level where you know, it, we're just building something here. Yeah, and it, it's in uh, in the building stage. You're gonna see changes. Changes are gonna come in the building stage, and we're gonna have people like Ash back. We're gonna have more guests because Ash had a lot of good positive feedback. Had some negative feedback, but for me, it was mostly positive. Yeah, and like people just like to to hear that um, that that fresh voice, fresh life. I don't know much about Ash. Like, you want to tell me anything about Ash? Like, I, don't, I ain't. I'll, I'll let Ash tell about Ash when she comes oh, back. Okay, okay. Home, put her business out in the street. Well, she okay. put her business out in the street. Yeah, she don't. Be she tripping. can do that. <laughs> she don't be tripping, man. But yeah, well, it was good having her. And uh, the Mother's Day that was dope. I, I appreciate that. that. I appreciate I like, that. I enjoyed I, that. She had she had been laughing. I was up. Mama Brooks, man, she she coming with it. Yeah. She yeah, she drops you. <laughs> everybody was raised different. Yeah, absolutely, but absolutely. Although we were raised different, we got a lot of similarities. So when you know that you were born on this street in this neighborhood, but 
in this city and a whole other street, a whole other neighborhood. Like, dang, I can relate to that person, you know. And that's what the internet is doing. That's what this digital age is doing. It's letting you know that just because you're in Little Rock and I'm in Pensacola, I mean, we still got that connection. We still got that. I mean, we we going to eat cornbread, collard greens. We we hooking it up out here too. Just just because I'm black and you're white, you know, when you were little and you heard your whole name called, you were in trouble. Were in tr we, <laughs> we all know that now. And you it's, were in it's trouble. lovely, you know. And you don't necessarily have to be a certain skin color to go watch a certain movie. No, not you know? at all. And it's something that everybody should know by now. Like there are people that are passionate about things other than the way they look or what type of shoes they have on or what they're going to buy the next day. There are people out there that there are black, two black guys, three black guys, four black guys that actually enjoy comic book movies, that actually enjoy talking about sports, that actually can, can hit you with, you know, political knowledge. Like, that's the whole point of No Boundaries. And it's I think this is something I have to reinforce so people don't think, oh, they're going to be... Um, the next Breakfast Club. No, 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 no. No boundaries. Our own platform. Freedom of thought. Carefree. And we don't want to disrespect nobody. That's just, I feel like I just have to say that. And at the same time, I say we ain't asking for nothing. Just subscribe. And what's the email again? It's uh, PCNRadioNB at gmail.com. And then we have the SoundCloud. And we have the iTunes. And... Y'all, y'all, y'all know y'all be out there on y'all phones. Y'all go to porn, y'all go to Pornhub with the quick, with the, go Pornhub quickly, but you can't click the little purple podcast symbol on your on your iPhone and put in no boundaries. It's really that simple. I, I haven't done the SoundCloud myself. I usually just put it, the link it, up. It's, it's as simple as simple as that. Too. I imagine so. It's, it's as simple as going to Pornhub. So <laughs> with that being said, you know, words of advice. Um, my words of advice um, this week uh, is, is is don't go into tunnel vision. And when I say tunnel vision, I, I actually relate this to to old people, and I I'm, I even relate it to my grandma. She'll say she'll say, oh well, Jay, you know who are you dating? Have you found anybody to date? Or or then when I tell her I am dating, her third question is generally, oh well, what what race she, is she? And to me, I think that if you stick to your race, you're becoming tunnel vision. You need to, I can't say you because you do what you want, but me personally, I have to open my, my my view up to see that that maybe this person of this race is good for me. Maybe this person of this race is good for me. Maybe this job is good for me. Maybe this opportunity is good for me. Because if you if you fixate on one thing, you miss out on the world. So my, my, my advice is don't fixate on one thing. <laughs> That's real. Um, all I got to say is... Uh... What when you walk into a grocery store and you you bump into somebody and when you bump into that one person you treat them like an asshole they're gonna remember you that way that's the version they're gonna remember you when you walk to another grocery store the next day and you bump into that person and you and you you make them drop something you pick it up and you're nice to them that's the version they're gonna remember you so my point is every day you go out remember. That whoever you run into, whoever you talk to, they're going to remember a certain version of you. Because people like to talk about parallel universes. But when it's all said and done, within this one universe right now, people see a parallel universe in you. So you have to figure out what universe you want to be in constantly, which it should be the positive one, which should be the good one. Make sure that that version of yourself that you're putting out into the world on a day-to-day -day basis is the version that you want people to remember you by day in and day out because remember people 
will get a snapshot of you and they will dream of you. And the way they see, where they saw you in person is the way they're going to probably see you in your dreams or the way they're going to see you for the rest of your life. So once again, my word of advice to you is put the best version of yourself out there into the world every single day. And remember, life is too short to be a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, this has been No Boundaries. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?